Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of What the Dementia by Bamboo Care. I'm your host, Brianna Wilson. I am a certified dementia practitioner and the founder of Bamboo Care. So today we are going to do our first Q&A for 2022. Yes, they are back, where we answer three questions from our listeners, viewers, and fans. So if you have a question that you would like answered, you can submit your question at letsbamboo.link QA, and I'll also put the link in the podcast notes. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to do a little housekeeping and reminders. So our Grow With Gratitude journal is still available. I believe we have five left at the time that I'm recording this podcast, which is a 100-day gratitude and self-care journal specifically designed for dementia care partners. We are only able to ship to the U.S. for now, but it will be opened up to more countries very, very soon. And so we won't be restocking right away after the last five are sold. So if you want your journal, now is the best time to get it. It will not be available again until our dementia care book is ready. So we're just going to kind of do a bulk purchase all at once instead of a little here, a little there kind of thing. So if you're interested, you can visit letsbamboo.com and click the shop tab and you'll see a couple of pages in the journal as well as a full-blown description. And if you want to see more images, then you can visit our Instagram specifically for our journal, which is instagram.com slash growwithbamboo, okay? Also, I wanted to remind you that we put out two new free resources a month. And so February's freebies are now available. And this month, we actually decided to focus on activities for your partner living with dementia. So check it out and see if it's something that they would be interested in or if there's another resource that you may be interested in, okay? So you can find our free resources at letsbamboo.com as well. But this time, you will click the resources tab. And then lastly, just as a quick reminder, which I already kind of mentioned, our new dementia care book will be available really soon, and it's strongly based off of the Panda Method, which is an intentional interaction framework that I actually created for adapting to, modifying, or eliminating what we would consider quote-unquote challenging behaviors in persons with dementia. So definitely stay tuned for that announcement, okay? I'm super excited about this book. It's going to be a game-changer for your dementia care journey, okay? So let's go ahead and get into our three questions, okay? So the first question is, how do you get them to drink more? Okay, this is a great question. This is a common issue for care partners and dehydration is a huge problem for most of us, but especially in those living with dementia. So the first thing we have to figure out is why they aren't drinking to begin with. Do they take a sip and forget about it? Do they say they aren't thirsty? Do they refuse all drinks or just water or just certain drinks? Like, what's the reason, okay? Because knowing this will help us to address how to best get them to drink more water. Now, since I'm not sure what the specific scenario is, I'm going to answer this in more general terms. So some ideas to get your partner to drink more, okay, is Offer your loved one small cups of water or drink throughout the day, okay? Try to avoid giving them big cups. I've personally noticed that with big cups, they'll take a few sips, put it down, and forget it, or just say thank you and sit it down, okay? If a person isn't necessarily feeling thirsty, 
then a big cup of water or drink may seem a little bit overwhelming, okay? So try small cups, something that they can sip down really quick and be done with it, okay? Also, don't ask, don't say, do you want some water? Do you want something to drink? Because nine times out of 10, they're going to say no, okay? Just say, here you go. Or this is for you, mom or dad or Susan, okay? And if they still say no, no thank you, just say, okay, I'll just leave it here in case you get thirsty, okay? And so that leads me to my next tip, which is leave a cup of water or drink nearby and label it at all times. You can even put their name on it so that they know that it's theirs and let them know that you put it there. Because sometimes if they see a cup there, they won't assume that that cup is theirs. If they see the drink there, they won't assume that that's for them, okay? But if you label it and let them know what it is and you put their name on it, then they'll know that it's for them. Now this won't be necessary for all your partners, okay? But this may be helpful for some. Okay, my next tip is if your partner doesn't have issues with swallowing, you could even try using a straw, okay? Sometimes straws make it a little bit easier for people to, one, know it's a drink, and two, to be able to actually drink it as they don't have to lift and adjust the cup as much, okay? If they also have an issue with that, you can try the double-handled cup so they can hold onto the cup with both hands in a more secure manner, but if the issue seems to be that they are kind of awkward with holding a cup or they struggle to lift it up and position it properly, a straw can definitely be helpful or a type of cup that has handles or if you need a cup with a lid and like more of a sippy spout so they don't spill it, you kind of have to make those adjustments based on their needs, okay? Another issue could be contrast or visibility. And this is a big issue, especially with water and clear cups, or when the color of a drink isn't very distinguishable in a solid colored cup. If a person can't see something, then they're less likely to interact with it, right? So we can often tell when there's liquid in a cup or bottle, and we can usually tell how much is left or how much is in the cup, but to people living with dementia, especially in the later stages, the drink can essentially appear invisible. It's non-existent. So sometimes using a clear cup and colored drinks or colored water, they're better. And you can achieve this by adding something like crystal light packets, which is also good if your partner doesn't like water. Because if we're being honest, a lot of us don't like drinking water. But when we get under the care of someone else, of course, water is important. And so they push water on us, water, water, water. But sometimes that's not what we want, <laughs> right? And so we might refuse just because like, I don't like water. I don't want that. And so adding something like crystal light packets or whatever you deem is appropriate for your partner can be really helpful in getting them to drink more water. Another thing to consider is adding more fruits and veggies that have a high water content. So just to give you a few examples, watermelon, tomatoes, lettuce, celery, broccoli, um, bell peppers, cucumbers, strawberries and peaches, oranges, apples, pineapples. I mean, there are a lot of options Literally, if you just go to Google and you just type in 
fruits and vegetables with high water content, it'll give you a whole list. You can even go to the images and see pictures if that helps, okay? And so with these fruits and vegetables, you can make a regular salad, you can make a fruit salad, you can make a smoothie. If you're into juicing, you can make a juice, okay? Now, if you're in the UK, there are these things called jelly drops, okay? And I think they're supposed to be coming to the U.S. soon if they're not already available. I know they're kind of doing like this waitlist thing right now, but they are 95% water and they're supposed to be a tasty way to increase water intake. And so if you're in the U.K. or if it's now available in the U.S., you may want to consider something like jelly drops, especially if your loved one tends to be like a snacker and they like to snack on things they probably shouldn't, okay? So those are just some quick tips and things you might be able to try and see if it helps, okay? Now, the second question is, should I wake my loved one up at the same time every day or should I let them wake up on their own? Now, this is another great question, but with a not so great answer, okay? It depends. Everyone hates that answer, right? I even hate that answer. But it's true for so many things. Sometimes it just depends. Also, as a person's dementia progresses, it's not unusual for a person to want to sleep more, especially if they aren't getting the proper levels of stimulation or if they get overexerted or overstimulated very easily. So important questions that we have to ask is, well, how long would our partner sleep if we just left them alone? Would they get up late morning, early afternoon, or would they just stay in bed all day long, okay? Are they getting adequate sleep at night, or do they tend to toss and turn or roam the house at night? And then consider, well, what time are you wanting them to wake up, and why, and is it reasonable? And so there's really no right or wrong answer to this question of, should I wake them up at the same time every day or should I let them wake up on their own? Other than do not let them sleep all day long if possible, okay? They still need to eat and drink. They still need to use the bathroom. They still need to move their body as much as is possible for them. They need to get fresh air if possible. And they need to do things that would stimulate their brain, okay? Laying in bed or sitting too long in general can make the body very stiff and weak, okay? And it can just throw off a person's natural circadian rhythm if all they're doing is sleeping all day long. Now, some people will recommend that you try to wake them up and have them go to bed at the same time every day. Now, while this could be ideal, it's not always practical or realistic, okay? In my opinion, having a routine is much more important than having a set schedule. So having a natural order to the day, so first we do this, then we do this, is much, much more effective than at this time, this is what has to happen, okay? But yeah, as long as you have a routine and flow to the day and your loved one isn't in bed all day long, whether you wake them up or let them sleep in is typically fine. 
and it's going to vary for everybody, okay? And really, this whole discussion of dementia and sleep is a huge one. And so I may have to do a future podcast episode discussing this topic alone, okay? So if you guys are interested in that and you have any specific questions on that topic, be sure to send me a message. You can email us at podcast at whatthedementia.com or you can submit your question to the letsbamboo.link slash QA so that I have those questions to add and discuss in that podcast episode when I can get around to it, okay? And then our last question is, can you drink and be a caregiver? Now, I think this was kind of asked out of humor, but it's an important question. If you don't drink already, you may feel like you want to. And so I want to address this question. And it's a controversial topic, of course, but you guys know that I do not mind controversial topics. And if your opinion differs from mine, that's fine. Everyone has to make the decisions that are best for them. At the end of the day, it's your life, right? So in short, my answer is yes. Sure you can. But here's some things that you want to keep in mind. Drinking and getting drunk are two very different things, okay? So I definitely don't advise that you drink to get drunk while you are caregiving. If you, for whatever reason, feel like you just want to get drunk, take respite. Take time away from your partner living with dementia. That way, the only person that you are responsible for is yourself. Unless you have kids or something, then you have some other things to consider and sort out, okay? But yes, okay, take respite if you want to get drunk. I also don't recommend you drink when you are sad or upset about something. The brain is so powerful and linking negative emotions with alcohol could lead you down a path that you don't really want to go. And let's be honest, big picture thinking, it fixes nothing, okay, but it can actually make things far more worse, okay? Another thing to keep in mind is don't be a hypocrite. Please do not drink in front of your partner, but then if they suggest that they would like to drink or partake, you say, no, you can't drink, or no, that's not good for you. And I say this in the nicest way possible, but guys, that's annoying. (laughs) If you must have a drink after they go to bed, or take your drink to another room. Also, don't leave the liquor out where it can be accessed all willy-nilly. One, it can trigger you to drink more than you probably should. And two, depending on where your partner is at in their dementia journey, it can be mistaken for something else and mishandled, which can be dangerous, okay? So yes, you can drink, but please, if you do just drink responsibly. You do not have to deprive yourself from a nice drink if that's what you want to enjoy, okay? So hopefully I answered all of your questions. Remember, if you have a question that you would like answered, you can submit your question at letsbamboo.link slash QA. Again, the link is in our podcast notes. As I always say, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of What the Dementia by Bamboo Care. I hope that this episode was helpful and informative. We look forward to catching you on the next episode. Take care, and until next time, stay strong, care on, and remember, you are not alone. Bamboo Care, 
is always here.